listen to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. We're joined today by Tyler Zay, the founder of Easy Street Pro, an innovative website platform developed specifically to provide agents with effective, affordable, high-converting websites. Tyler's going to explain to us exactly what differentiates Easy Agent Pro from other organizations selling websites to agents and help us to understand what makes Easy Agent Pro the best choice for agents and brokers looking for full-featured, visually appealing, and high-converting real estate websites. Now, let's welcome Tyler to the show. So, Tyler, welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, and I sincerely appreciate you being my co-host for today's show. And, uh, you know, you and I were talking prior to the show starting. We have a lot of great things that we're going to be helping these agents to understand about online lead generation. So, welcome to the show. Hey, Tim. Thanks for uh, having me. It's it's great to be here. Uh, nice to be talking with you finally. That's just fantastic. Yeah, I can't wait to help. Um, I've got some three tips lined up that I really think can, can help agency leads come into their business that maybe they haven't seen from social media and other places online. So one of the things you guys know that our listeners, we have 100,000-ish regular listeners, and one of the things you guys know that we always pride ourselves in it's giving you very practical, easy to understand, easily uh, you know, information that you can take action on immediately. And so this show is going to be intimidating to some of you, and I'm going to do my best to demystify it. Intimidating in that some of you guys are not necessarily uh, geared towards online, and I'm going to call it what it is, passive lead generation, and I understand that. So using our own vernacular coaching students, you understand the way the process works is that you have in your lead generation wheel, right, the analogy is you have a bicycle wheel in essence with many different spokes. The spokes that you add primarily are the ones that are um, those that you self-generate. So those would be the ones that you are that don't cost any money, that require skill, that require you actually making the effort. And then after that, we suggest that you start adding what we call the more passive lead generators. We're not, we don't label the passive lead generators as bad, but they are, generally speaking, less effective than what you're able to do as a skilled agent. I said less effective. I did not say ineffective. Now, depending on your market, depending on you individually, uh, some of these things will work brilliantly that Tyler and I are going to talk about, and, other, and some of them might not work for you at all. It just depends on a lot of different variables that he and I are going to be drilling down on. So the goal of today's call is to help educate those of you who are looking to add additional spokes to your lead generation wheel, um, who have mastered a lot of the basic spokes. We teach um, everyone over 50 different lead generation ideas. So after you've mastered the basic spokes, feel comfortable um, that you have mastered them and that you're getting consistent business from them. Then, as, then and only then do we suggest that you really embrace some of these more passive things. So Tyler, are you in conflict? And feel free to be with anything I just said. Yeah, that's actually what I tell people on my blog as well. You know, it's it's all marketing and it's all great hypothetically, but when it comes down to it, you could take 10 ideas and implement all of them and only three of them or two of them are going to work for you. So that's like 100% in line with what we preach too. Oh, damn it. I was hoping we'd have an argument. I was hoping somehow you'd not <laughs> agree with me. <laughs> all no. right, good. Okay. So let's just start out. I mean, so there's websites, there's landing pages, there's all these different things. Help these guys understand, because most agents, Tyler, as I'm sure you know, 
you know, they're they're thinking a web. I mean, a website is what all of it is. But some websites are designed. Well, you you explain. You you understand the question. I'm sure you get it all the time. Yeah, exactly. There's a there's a big difference between having a website that you may have seen be effective ten years ago, where you know it has your name, your phone number, your email address, and you can get leads off of that. Maybe ten years ago. Now it's harder to see traction from that. You need active lead capture installed, maybe some pop-ups, maybe some slide-ins, maybe some landing pages. You know, those things are all things I'm sure your audience is hearing more and more about. And they're how you get traffic to turn into leads, turn into email leads, CRM leads, things that you can then follow up with actively in your business. So that's the big difference between just having a website and having a website that has you know, lead generation installed is that maybe you have a blog article or some social media traffic has found your, you know, your your listings for that particular neighborhood. Now you can have something like an active pop-up or, you know, a slide-in or landing page that says, hey, do you want more information about moving here? Uh, give me your email address and we'll, we'll send that information to your email. And that type of activity is actually increasing lead generation online in a way that really just overshadows anything you could do with a static website. Does that help? Yeah, it does. In essence, guys, you can ha- a website is with the, everything's a, you know, everything with a URL is in essence a website, right? But the the intent of the website or the intent of what your website should uh be has evolved. So it used to be as he said just basically like an online brochure. Now this was years ago, right? And mm-hmm. now it's evolved to the now it's evolved to the point where the the website itself and you guys go to websites like this. You see these all the time. They're designed differently and you know what uh Tyler this wasn't something we talked about. We should talk about the whole mobile ram- the ramifications of not being mobile friendly. That's something these guys should all hear about. It was a real popular topic on Inman, you know. So in any event, we'll talk about that in a second. So as far as like your website now, your guys' website should be designed so that essentially it's a what we call more in the internet marketing world, you'd call it like a landing page. In essence, it's a landing page designed to get the, the lander, the, the you know, you to do something. Usually it's to leave your information. Usually it's to give uh permission to the uh, owner of the website to solicit you, uh, usually via emails or a phone call or, or whatever. I mean we've been using similar technology for years. And the amazing thing was and is how fast this stuff changes. And and in case you guys weren't aware of it, one of the biggest changes that happened, and you need to all be using this as immediate take action now homework, um, go to your your, uh, mobile phone, pull it out, and put in your website, and do a search for your website. Now, sometimes you'll get correct search results. Sometimes you won't. Just There's a lot of variables. If, for example, you're using Google and Google knows it's you, it might not. Well, actually, I think it will. It'll give you the yeah, actual results. What? Yeah. Okay. You want to walk us through that? Yeah. Uh, you, you can just type in your URL there, and if your site doesn't, if, if you have to like zoom in a lot, it's it's not mobile optimized. There's actually a website set up by Google, so you can just type in uh, Google Mobile Test, and it'll come up with just a site where you can paste your own URL and click test it. And it'll tell you yes or no if your site's mobile optimized. If it's not mobile optimized, um, or if Google says it's not, there's some companies that will tell, like sell you a thing saying it's mobile optimized, but then Google says it's not. Uh, if it's not mobile optimized, you're going to just plummet in the search results and be very hard to find online. And that's true with your landing pages, too. If you just have static landing pages where you're offering home search valuation information or whatever. And, guys, the important thing to know is that the search results you get on your mobile phone are different than the search results you get on your desktop. 
and I didn't know this until I researched it. So even though you might be hitting your computer right now and doing a search and you're finding your website to be at the same exact spot, you've got to do it on your phone because your phone, again, gets different results than your desktop. Obviously, Google knows whether you're searching on a mobile or not. Um, so uh, they also, Tyler, I, what is it, 80% of all search traffic or something crazy is not coming in off mobiles? Is that right? Yeah, uh, and I know personally, like, my number is 72. Um, like, 70, 72% of the traffic hitting my website is mobile. So, I mean, it's not a made-up in my terms, and I know that the realtors who I make sites for, it's, it's that high of percentages as well. But here's, here's how this is super cool, just from a competitive perspective. Chances are, guys, your competitors do not have mobile-friendly websites, or they think they do, but they don't. And you can go to that mo uh, the uh, mobile test site, like Tyler just said, and you can test your URL, but you can also test your competitors' URLs. Um, I did this for coaching clients. And, and literally, uh, no one knows for sure what the ramifications of not having a mobile-friendly site are. But I can tell you for sure, because I did some testing, that your, your page will plummet, as Tyler said, in the search rankings on a mobile device if it's not mobile-friendly. So you make your site mobile-friendly. It's not that hard to do. Tyler mentioned there's companies out there that will do it for you. Or what you should really do is just essentially use a new uh, WordPress interactive theme and essentially create a new website. But in any event, uh, or, hey, i got an idea, use Tyler's services that we're going to talk about in a second. But specifically, what uh, the bottom line is this gives you an opportunity to have a competitive advantage in your marketplace. I can imagine some of you sitting in front of sellers at a listing presentation, whipping out your mobile phone or having them do the same thing and doing searches and then seeing that your site shows up very high because it's mobile friendly, whereas maybe the other agents that they're interviewing doesn't even show up on the first page. Just an idea for all of you. All right, Tyler, so let's drill down on this. You and I were talking prior to the show um, about, and I, I think the question I asked you was, where or, or where should agents be focusing their online lead generation? And the first name that came to your mouth kind of surprised me. So help me understand. You said Pinterest. Yeah, uh, Pinterest is actually driving more traffic to, to websites than Facebook and LinkedIn combined. Uh, most of your audience probably knows that in late last year, Facebook changed a bunch of their algorithms, and it's hard to get people off of Facebook to your website now. And, you know, like people like Mark Cuban, very big in business, cut all ad spend from Facebook. Um, so the way to get traffic to your website and then convert it into leads, which will help your business, is through Pinterest these days. It's driving just a ton of traffic, and there are a lot of actionable tips we can get into as to how to do that and what it is. So basically what Pinterest is, is it's a bunch of images that link to websites. In its most simplest form, it's just images that link to websites. And people go there to figure out how to do things. So they go there to curate images about neighborhoods they want to live in. They go there to figure out do-it-yourself tips for you know, fixing up their home or fixing anything um, in their life, really. And so it ends up being really related to real estate in a lot of ways because in real estate we have a ton of great images and we have a ton of things that we can help people out with, you know, understand how to sell their home for more, fix up their home, the home improvement tips they can do to you know, really get more when they sell their home. There are tons of angles you can take. Then you can go to a free website like canva.com. Uh, it's just a it's free website. Sign up. Uh, I don't own it. No affiliation. You can create an image. Uh, just click on Pinterest. They'll create the proper size image. It literally is done for you. you um, there are tons of designs you can choose from. You can swap in your own image. Just drag it there, drop it there, and then type your own text. Just type over it. 
click the download link, and you have a custom image that you then can go to Pinterest, upload it, and then link it to your website. So maybe on your website you have some you know, free home valuation report, or you have you know, maybe a buyer's guide, or maybe a seller guide. You can go to uh, Canva right now, create an image. Can you, Tyler? Can you spell? Yeah. Can you spell that? Canva. Um, it's like Canvas without the S. So C A N V A. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Good. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I I have never heard of that site to be honest with you. So it's Canva.com. So as an agent, I'm listening. I'm thinking, how am I going to use this, right? So you're saying basically Pinterest. Why do you want to be doing any of this? So you have a website, you have a landing page, let's say, and you're trying to obviously get uh, higher in the organic search results. And so what I, just correct me if I'm wrong, Tyler. I'm not the expert that you are, so you know, feel free to jump in. So you're saying Pinterest right now is able to send uh, more, uh, is basically garnering more activity as far as link, links back to websites than even Facebook ads are. So I would go to Camda or Cama back C-A-M-A, however you pronounce it, .com, C-A-N-V-A, and I would go there and I would find images that they have on there that relate to my website. And if I'm an agent, obviously it's going to be real estate related. You're saying I can put uh, text over the images and then make it so that those appear on my um, Pinterest page. And every time someone clicks on the image, the image then links back to my main website. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yeah, and it's it's 100% correct, and you're going to see a ton more traffic come through there than you will for, let's say you spend 10 minutes doing that and you spend 10 minutes doing Facebook. I would estimate you'll see three to four times the results um, on Pinterest just because people on Pinterest expect to end up on a different website. Like it's just built into the ecosystem. Like you're expecting when you go to Pinterest to find interesting websites. Cool. I like it. Okay, so let's talk about Facebook. Now, we did mention Facebook. Facebook was all the rage. I mean, it feels like two years ago. It may have even been longer than that. Everyone was talking about Facebook, you know, uh, CMA ads. Everyone, it just seemed like it was the, the thing, you know. But you're telling me, or at least you did part of the show, that Facebook, or at least how agents are using Facebook now, needs to change. What did you mean by that? Yeah, so if any of your listeners uh, have a Facebook page uh, for their business, they probably noticed in December of last year, maybe November, that let's say they have a thousand people who've liked their page, that now when they share something, only about 10% of those thousand people are seeing the individual post. Sometimes it's 5%. So that means it's no longer that valuable to like get all these likes to your page because you can't even reach them once they're there. You have to pay to reach them again, which does not equal a great ROI. Uh, so we do have some tactics to counteract that, but that's what's happening right now with Facebook. Right. So I know I can tell you from my own personal experience with the radio show. So we will do paid – we'll do – I'm sorry, um, with Facebook, we'll boost uh, a post, which is essentially what you just said. And we do get more traffic for people listening to the radio show, like we'll probably boost this one, right? But we, we don't get the, – the nature of the traffic doesn't generally uh, – directly correlate to more registrations or that will lead to more sales, right? So that's in essence what right. you're saying. Right. Yeah, that's, that's very that's interesting. Tough, right? As a as a business owner, that's a tough proposition, right? And that's like people like Mark Cuban pulled all advertising from Facebook. So what you can do and what works now instead is I'm you're you're an example of this. Like you're making this radio show for free to help people out. 
realtors can do the same thing. You know, they can just record, you know, a quick YouTube video with an iPhone, or they can write a blog post, maybe 500 words, or they can pay a VA to write a blog post. Um, and then you have something that you can put on your website. Maybe it's a WordPress site with a little blog section. You can put that there. And what I recommend doing, um, this is where you'll want to pay a little close attention. Um, so you can go to Facebook groups, and in your local community, there should be 10 to 15 high-quality groups with over 1,000 people. Some of them have up to like 10, 20,000 people. And what you can do is you can marry the content of your blog or radio or YouTube video with that group. So let's break that down. Let's say you're in San Diego, and there's a Facebook group for, let's say there's an, an area you're farming, and like all the people in that area, there are maybe like 1,500 people who are in the Facebook group. You can write a blog article or a YouTube video on your website that's related to that specific area, saying the top five things to do there, or you know, like maybe just top five images iconic of that area. You get the, the idea with that. And you marry the group's content with your blog post, and then you can share that blog post in that group. Over 1,500 people will see it. Some of these groups are up to 20,000 people. Um, so if you marry something like that, over 20,000 people will see it. They'll click back to your website, and it's a million times more effective than doing anything on your personal business page. Does that make sense? Yeah, we do exactly that. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was the evolution that we went through in, in discovering that. But yeah, you're right. You know, from an agent's perspective, I love how you said uh, go into uh, you know Facebook and find out the specific groups that have the most people in your community. And there you can do essentially a sponsored post or you can do essentially advertise to that group and then everybody sees it, right? So it's not just like the Facebook thing where if you have, like we have 5,000 friends, right? So if we uh, post on Facebook, uh, we have 5,000 friends, only you're saying hypothetically as few as 5% will actually see the post. Whereas if I will do a, a sponsored post or whatever it's called on a Facebook group, everybody sees it. Correct, yeah. And it'll get you a yeah. lot more reach. You'll see a lot more engagement. And everything. Sometimes those Facebook clicks are super cheap, too. That's the other thing. And that's, yep. that's what's really surprising. So what are, what are some secrets to basically making the, your, your cost uh, vary, your ROI just off the charts? What are some things that agents can be doing? So the key to all of this is making your website convert into leads. And so there's seven that's the different... Bottom line. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it really is. Like, you can spend 20 bucks boosting a post all you want, but if your website's not going to convert leads, or if those people are just going to see the post and then leave, uh, which 90% of web traffic does, they never come back, uh, then you're just wasting money, wasting resources. It's tough to get an ROI. So yeah, how can you make your website convert more? Well, here, like, simple tips. Uh, have a welcome gate. This is one I don't see many people doing. Uh, on the first page of your website, you can use something like lead pages or a WordPress plugin where it shows them a landing page. So anyone who's ending up on your uh, website's homepage, if they've never been there before, if they've never been to your site, they'll be shown a squeeze page that says, hey, uh, just enter your email address here and I'll give you this value proposition. And so you can say, I'll give you the cheat sheet for selling your home for more in insert your location. So that welcome gate is one way to do it. You can use uh, pop-ups. That's another great way to capture more leads. You can use slide-ins. Uh, if you're doing any type of blogging, I highly recommend uh, 
inserting some type of call to action. Most of your CRMs will give you a form that you can put into the blog. Put that at the bottom of the post and just ask them to sign up to your newsletter or whatever you're doing email engagement-wise. Um, and those are four simple ways that you can increase the lead conversion of your website. So when you do something like a Facebook boost or Facebook groups or make a YouTube video or something, it's effective for your business and get you leads. Well, help me understand this. So there was a lot, you've seen, there was talk about HTML4, there was talk about, this is going seriously nerdy on you guys, but I know, right? I realize that 99% of you are glazing over with this kind of talk, but this is, stay, bear with me. But there was like, okay, what's next? Do we, do agents need to be making videos? Oh my God, everyone needs to be making videos. That was the thing like five, six years ago. Wherever yeah. you go, videotape it, put it on YouTube, and that's going to create some sort of, and there was word that somehow there was going to be uh, Google, I know Google can read the, or hear, it basically it'll know the copy. It, it can essentially hear the copy and you'll be able to translate this better than me and know what the content of the video is by the words that are used. So I know that exists. But then it was like, at the same time, it was like the video you know, people versus the blog people. You know, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, what's going to be the secret sauce that's going to get you the most you know, long-term, long-tail SEO? And then I see, and I've experienced this personally, to be honest with you, is the radio show. The radio blog talk you know, shows are really, I see those popping up everywhere. And I'm seeing big name, you know, mainstream celebrities that are now doing their own radio shows on a regular basis. So I don't know if it's just a trend, but it certainly has been something that's gotten us a lot more interest. Um, do you have any opinions on the passings of all the, of any of those other things, or are they all still equally as effective? The biggest thing I can say to that is create something online. Uh, and so whether that's a blog, whether you're a decent writer or whether you want to hire a VA to write a blog post for 15 to 20 bucks or whether you can record a video and then send that to the VA and then have them write a transcript of that and then you have a YouTube video that's embedded on your blog with that transcript below it um, and then maybe even like start out like turn that, just strip out the audio from that video and then turn it into a podcast. Like there are ways to do this in a way that don't require much time. And the more content you create, the easier it is to find you. Uh, It's just, it's like the old saying, content is king, is fairly true in the current state of Google and all these social networks. If you're the person who created it and it's online for you under your business name, it's a benefit to you. Obviously, there are ways to optimize all of that, but just having it out there is a great first start. So what I heard you say is essentially uh, whatever format you're most comfortable with. Personally, I'm not a huge advocate of hiring a VA. I know why you're saying it because the yeah. hardest thing you get an agent to do is actually do it. But if you guys are, in, uh, you know, we have, I'm thinking of Colette McDonald in Atlanta. You know, she's number one Remax agent. She's a longtime coaching client, and she rocks the videos, right? She's beautiful. She's very, you know, great in front of the camera. She actually does some HGTV shows, so she's a natural fit. That's her thing. Some of you guys are better writers. Personally, it takes me forever to write anything decent. So I don't even, that's not my thing. But I can talk forever. So radio was a natural fit for me. Uh, My brain just works that way. But whatever is a good fit for you. uh, And then the other thing I heard, I think, Tyler say was um, do it all the damn time. You know, that's, again, a thing that agents have problems with. Oh, I don't want to, you know, I'm too busy. Okay, I get all that. 
but time block in. Remember, guys, remember the spokes on the wheel? This is like maybe spokes six or seven. So those of you who are still forming or really getting good at spokes one, two, and three, you don't need to worry about this now. Just put this in your brain for, you know, maybe six or 12 months from now, this conversation in general. But this is good education for you. It's something to look forward to, something to be excited about, looking forward to creating. Um, but what I'm hearing you say is original content that's produced on a regular basis, uh, that at the end of the day, the frequency and the quality wins the, wins the, wins the day. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yeah, and it's, and it's not just helping you win future and new business. It's helping you close the deals in your pipeline now. Like, let's say you, you use the example of sitting at the listing table trying to you know, convince them to go with you over the other guy. It's so much easier to do that when you have documented material stating reasons or marketing methods you use on a blog, on a website that you've written. It's just so much more believable than someone sitting there saying, yeah, they're saying that to me right now. But if you have a website that has all that content, maybe it has you know, comments and shares, and you can say, hey, look, at my stuff gets seen by other people and is you know, respected in the community or it's out there online where people find it, it gives you a competitive advantage over a realtor who maybe doesn't have that stuff. Oh, it absolutely does. There's no doubt about that. I mean, because it's making you, it's making you, the, the question that all agents sort of have to overcome in the, uh, is what makes you different? Why would I list with you? Why should I choose you? Because in the eyes of consumers, agents are fungible. We're all the same, easily interchanged. Guys, listen, I was an agent for 10 years. I get it. That's not true. I know that you're different. I know that you offer something unique. But in the eyes of most homeowners, uh, again, our primary focus is on helping you guys become uh, kick butt listing agents. You know that essentially you always have to show how you're different. I love what Tyler is saying. Having a preponderance of content online that reinforces the fact that you're a true local market expert will make you different. And this is something that some other agent can't claim to have done. It will take discipline. It will take regular contributions. It will take you. You know, it's the content aspect of this that's hard because you have to think about what you're going to talk about. You have to organize it. You have to have an outline. You have to set aside the time. You have to go through all the paces of it. But over I time, a, oh, wait, that, that might be a bit. So, so agents might have just heard that and got freaked out like by outlining and coming up with the ideas. Or maybe you're sitting, like, imagining opening up Microsoft Word and it's, like, blank right now. So this, um, this is how I recommend creating that content. Uh, everyone here has probably seen a magazine, like, in their life, right? You've seen Sports Illustrated, uh, Cosmo, uh, I can't think of any other magazines, but you've seen them. And what does Forbes write every single January, no matter the year? They write a, an article about the top books to read that year, Right. And what does Sports Illustrated run every year after the Super Bowl? Well, something about the Super Bowl. And so they always create content that was successful in the past. And so what agents can do if you're looking to maybe find a way to do this easier, there's something I call the pre-up technique. And what you can do is you can go to Google, go to Facebook, go to Pinterest. Uh, Pinterest is a great one for this. Type in what you want to talk about. So maybe uh, real estate selling your home. You're going to find on Pinterest the articles that were shared thousands and thousands of times. I just did it right now. There's one called 20 uh, Cold Tips to Sell Your Home for More. What you can actually do is you can go there and you can take that article. You can, the, the headline was already successful. The format and the bullet points are already there more successful. You can go in there and you can rewrite a headline, maybe like the 25 hot tips to sell your home for more. 
And because you're changing it and you're building off of it, you're making it better, um, then you can take those bullet points, shuffle them up, put the ones in there that you think are better than the ones they had, add five more. It's going to make it faster. It's going to remove the writer's block for you, and it's going to ensure that what you're writing is actually going to be useful and helpful to people online because you're making something better than something that was already successful. So you don't have to start from ground zero with this stuff. Go out there, see what was successful, and make it better. I love that, man. Great tip. Really awesome tip. And we, when we're coming up with ideas for the radio show, we go to Inman and we see what's getting the most reads. And that's definitely, we'll use that sometimes as uh, inspiration. So I love that, man. Good job. Um, so do you mind if we go a little bit over? Yeah, yeah Tyler. Sure. Okay. You know, we were going to talk about Twitter. If you want to talk about Twitter, you can. But what I really want to talk about is your company and what you guys do. Your choice. Mm-hmm. Or you can do both. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so Twitter... I'd mostly ignore it. It's not useful for any of this stuff. But what you can do, um, you can probably find this on Inman. I wrote about it. Or you can find it on YouTube. I made a video about it. But you can actually set up with this tool called IFTTT. It's just an automation tool, uh, IFTTT.com. You can basically set it up to search Twitter for people within like a 30-mile radius of you tweeting about you know, selling a home, buying a home, uh, looking at open houses, looking at houses, thinking of moving. Um, and I set up the exact scripts for you to do that um, on my site, on YouTube, on Inman. Just type in uh, find free Twitter leads uh, in real estate. I just typed that in and it came up. And what you can do is they'll actually email you the people who are tweeting those things as it happens so that you can have your you know, listing agent yourself or someone follow up with them. It's one of the best ways I found to actually get leads off Twitter because you're getting emailed every time someone who's hot and in the market right now is tweeting about something. Everything else on Twitter is just for big brands and not going to get you leads immediately. It's just passive stuff. So that's the one Twitter twip tip I can. Okay, let me, let, you just inspired you just inspired me to ask a, another question, my friend. You do a very good job of explaining stuff, which is very unusual for someone in your space. So I appreciate that. Um, and by the way, we're going to ask you to be a recurring guest. I was just chatting with our producer about that. So hopefully you say yes. So what are agents doing uh, online that is a uh, – for lead generation, passive lead generation, what are they doing that in your mind is like, what the hell are you people thinking? There's this – oh, I can't say that. Um, <laughs> I would stay away from spending ad money or attention on things that – that don't produce immediate leads or results. Um, so like we started out saying, you were saying stuff about um, you know, active fitness uh, being essential to get that set up first. I 100% agree with that. Uh, and then the passive side of this, there are going to be like 10, 20, 30 marketing ideas that you can find in a single day. And they all probably work to a certain extent, but you've got to find the ones that work for you in your market and for how you like to operate your business. And so what I get so frustrated with is agents who try to do everything at once and don't ever stop or cut ends or stop doing things that aren't producing immediate results. So try, you know, five things right now in your business, implement them, see which ones are successful. And then when you, you know, can shed eight of those 10 things that aren't working, then focus on the next ones and outsource the ones that do work. I think that is the only way to grow in this space, in this online space, because there's so much to do and so much you can do. 
Um, and so it frustrates me when agents like sit there boosting Facebook posts and just are like growing Facebook's, you know, revenue and not ever seeing results from that. So does that help answer that question? Yes. What, so why, um, yeah, I think it does. You know, I don't have a follow-up question for that. I think that, I think mm-hmm. that was really well said. And uh, I like the fact that you are focusing on the return on investment aspect. Um, and, well, you know, maybe I will ask it. So why is it that something will work for one agent in one particular market um, and it won't work in another? Because that is true. And technology, you would think, would not have that type of uh, problem, right? I mean, I can understand why maybe a direct mail piece that you work uh, that you send in the middle to folks in Columbus, Ohio, and average homes of 250 grand, why that might not work if you're sending the same direct mail piece to say Greenwich, Connecticut, where the average home sales say like four and a half million, right? So I can I can right. understand why that wouldn't work, but why do some of these online lead generation ideas work in some situations and not in others? Yeah. So the first answer is most like of the online lead generation tips out there are written by people who like are just trying to build an audience and then sell a course. And so they're not really. Tyler. (laughs) Tyler. Here we are talking about technology and I can't hear Tyler now. (laughs) Tyler, are you there? (laughs) That might be the technology. God's telling me we need to wrap today's show. So listen guys, unless Tyler all of a sudden start uh, reappears, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to invite him back. Uh, and we're going to include, he didn't get a chance to talk about his company. Obviously, this guy knows what's going on, knows how to you know, get it done for you. We're going to include a, a link to his company in the show's description, and then I'm going to invite Tyler back uh, to continue this conversation. I was very fascinated by it. Hopefully, you guys were as well. Um, and yeah, so let's have Tyler back. So Mr. Show Producer, I know you're on. Let's invite him back, and let's pick up this radio show maybe uh, next week. And we'll continue this conversation about what is and what isn't working uh, to create leads. I like how he was explaining things. Hopefully you guys were picking up some great tips. I was taking notes. I was chatting with our producer along uh, during the show, and he was taking great notes. So, guys, remember, just don't be confused about when it makes sense for you to implement this type of stuff. Don't feel overwhelmed. And I'm thinking of all you, the agents out there, a vast majority of you, frankly, shouldn't even be thinking about this stuff until you've got the basics down. If you are of the mindset that you're going to start doing passive lead generation before you got the uh, basics down, you're going to go broke. That is the bottom line. It happens all the time. You hear about it happening all the time. So please learn how to lead generate on your own. Learn how to present. Learn how to uh, pre-qualify, overcome objections. Learn how to do all that stuff at a very high level. And then when you add some of the things that we were talking about, to your business as far as lead generation, then it's like, oh my God, this works so well. Or it doesn't, and as Tyler said, you pivot towards something that does. So we're going to invite Tyler back, and if you have any questions for Tyler for the next show, do me a favor, email me directly, tim at timandjulieharris.com, and the and in our URL is spelled out, tim at timandjulieharris.com. Email me. We'll uh, pick up this conversation with him. In the meantime, you guys have a fantastic day. Remember, as always, your homework from today's show is to share the show with as many other agents as you can so it help us get the word out about the fact that we are in the very beginning stages of this new incredible real estate boom. Have a fantastic day and reach out anytime if you need anything. Thanks. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. 
For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.